Good morning. Remember me? This is Tech Talk Today, episode 197, and this is July 28th, 2015. My name is Chris, and I'm back. It was a couple of weeks since we've been here. Last week I was at OSCON, and towards the end of OSCON, um, I was kind of missing you guys. i got to be honest. I really wished I could have done an episode from, from down there. Uh, but boy, did it turn out to, to be a good thing that I took the last couple of days of the week off because I got sick, sick, sick. And actually, my first my first impression was that it was food poisoning, uh, just a really bad case of 24-hour food poisoning. But uh, then as the other people around me got sick, I realized it was con crud. And uh, about today, I'm back up on my feet. Um, yesterday was really my first day back on my feet. So I'm, I'm doing okay now. I'm, I'm, I'm back. I actually haven't had a full meal yet still. <laughs> I've had small meals. I haven't had a full meal. But that doesn't matter because I feel at least I'm here and standing, which was way better than I was on Friday. So I'm, I'm happy about that. And I'm glad that we have a bunch of really good stories to dig into for our first episode back this week. So let's bring in that mumble room. Time approach greeting, mumble room. Hello. 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 Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. So uh, this week we have a big show to kick off with. Um, And I know that a lot of you are Steam users because we've talked about Steam sales before in the past and things like that. So let's start with a Steam security story. There has been uh, some some accounts hijacked over on the Steam store due to what Valve is calling a bug. Uh, And that bug is now fixed. Over the past week, though, a number of Steam accounts, including some prominent Steamers and Dota 2 pros, were temporarily stolen due to a glaring hole in Valve's security. Valve says the bug was fixed and was issued uh, already out to the end users, but uh, they're not, uh, uh, they're unfortunately not before it was taken advantage of. And I have a video of it here in the show notes if you guys want to watch it. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny because it's a pretty big loophole, and I guess Valve said that they uh, noticed the, of the bug on July 25th that impacted the password reset process on a subset of Steam accounts during the period of July 21st through the 25th, which has now been fixed. And it was, yeah, so there you go. So I just wanted to get the word out there in case uh, those of you are Steam users. And I like to start with some of the security ones that affect people that listen to the show directly. Now, on to stories that are just kind of uh, fun and, and popular at, at the top of all the tech sites today. The OnePlus 2 has been officially announced. We suspect this was coming soon. And Android Authority has the official post, everything you need to know. Oh, okay. So it's going to be dubbed the 2016 Flagship Killer. <laughs> love it. I love it already. Uh, and, uh, of course, I don't know what exactly uh, hoops you're going to have to uh, jump through to get in line for it, but here's the specs. 5.5-inch LCD full HD screen, 1.8 gigahertz Snapdragon 810 processor, 3 or 4 gigabytes of RAM, depending on the storage. Interesting. 16 or 64 gigabyte storage, all the GSM networks you'd want. Oxygen OS based on Android 5.1, so here we're departing from Cyanogen. Dual SIM, no wireless charging, fingerprint scanner, 13 megapixel rear shooter, 5 megapixel front shooter, and uh, 175 grams. They're going to have a wood-backed option, too, just like that Moto X2. Uh, That one looks like the bamboo one. 4 gigabytes of RAM with 64 gigabytes of storage and a nice 3,300 milliamp battery. Yes, Please. Mumble Room, any thoughts on the new OnePlus 2? Anybody excited about this? If it had an SD card slot, I'd be more excited. Not really without that. Mm, Okay, how do you feel about USB-C for the charging? That's good. Mm -hmm. USB-C is going to be a good thing, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's really nice. So you're going to have uh, sandstone back options, Kevlar back options, black apricot wood, bamboo, and rosewood. Uh yeah. Okay, so I'll be the naysayer then. Um, 
I don't I don't really see a longevity in a one-off Android like this is the best one-off possible. So this if there is going to be one that's successful, I think it's this one. OnePlus uh, original hardware, I was the one guy in the crowd that wasn't impressed. To me, it looked like a really well-built budget Chinese phone. Uh, super impressed, but it still was in that uncanny valley. It didn't match the S6 in build quality. It doesn't match the iPhone. Yes, I realize those are massive corporations. I'm just saying, in terms of build quality, it doesn't match up. I don't care if one was significantly cheaper and one was more expensive. One-to-one ratios, it, I just wasn't as pressed, impressed as everyone else was. I think it's a little half-cocked to go off and build Oxygen OS. I'm not Google's biggest fan. I'm not the biggest fan of the way they sort of bonk carriers over the head in some ways and don't uh, bonk carriers in the, in the, over the head in other ways and just let them roll. I mean, I'm very frustrated there, so I would really love to see another player come in and actually exert some leverage in the Android ecosystem and advocate for users, and they have financial backing by Microsoft, and I could see other big players like Facebook wanting to get in on that too. At this point, though, I'm not seeing it. Until that happens, if that begins to happen, if they become relevant in that way, then the phone all of a sudden becomes a much more important platform. But without those pieces in place, my bet is for real enth- enthusiastic like uh, developers and high-end users who, who are, have bought into the Google ecosystem, who believe in the Android and all the services there, and developers who want to target those things, the OnePlus is not going to be the platform for them. The OnePlus is it's more for people that listen to this show that just want a really nice device and are not happy with what people are shipping right now. But I think for people who want to target Android, for people who want to create applications and develop applications on Android, for people who are are big fans of that whole system, the OnePlus, it's too far off now in its own field when you have really nice devices like the new Moto X we're about to talk about in a moment uh, and, and, and I think the S6 and the LG G2, and, and even, honestly, the current mo- gen- generation Moto phones are extremely nice Android hardware where you don't have to veer off into this really wonky territory for really good prices. So uh, uh, the scene is just not the same. The stage is not set the same way it was when the first OnePlus came out. And this time around, they just have a little less luster, you know, to me. I, I think because of some of the bruises they took with the publicity the last time around, I just don't see them with the same shimmer they used to have. Now, all of that said, what I would love this this piece of hardware to become is something that you start seeing all of these open source alternative mobile operating systems have images for. Like, wouldn't that be sweet? Like, you buy this piece of hardware and you can get a great Android that plays all the APKs. Um, you know, it, it totally plays good with the carriers. It's, it, it, it fits in all the boxes and checks all the boxes and it's all the rules. You can get this phone if you want that stock image and you're good. You've got a legit smartphone. But... Without much work, you could flash Ubuntu Touch on that thing, or Firefox OS, or Sailfish OS, or Yala, or 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 Plasma Desta, or Plasma Mobile. Now, wouldn't in any of those? Wouldn't that be great? Because that is, it's a nice piece of hardware. It's nice enough for that. And uh, I, I think that's what I'm more excited is what you might be able to do with the hardware. Less excited about their new Oxygen OS and any cloud services that they want to integrate um, to extend my service and functionality. That I'm less enthusiastic about. Curious to see where they go with it, though. Um, here's a couple other things that Oxygen OS have. And, I'm, you know, not that Android doesn't have room for improvement. Now, Audio Tuner, which lets you select sound presets based on your activity. So, you know, like I'm driving, I'm running. Off-screen gestures. You can draw a V to open the flashlight. Uh, easy notification access. Maybe that's neat. Maybe off-screen gestures are neat. That, to me, sounds like a bi- battery draw. But uh, easy notification access, which is nice. Uh, custom icon pack support. Dark mode. App permissions. Enhanced file manager. <laughs> they have a file manager. And a new feature called... Sheriff. Sheriff allows you to swipe from the right 
of the home screen to open up a panel with two widgets giving you access to the most used apps and favorite contacts. Ooh, kind of sounds like a bunch of touch. Uh, it's billed as a beta feature for now, and OnePlus says more functionality be coming there. Hmm. My S6 has something similar. I never use it. Uh, so there you go. Boy, it does look like a really slick piece of hardware. This piece of hardware looks like it's really well built. So I wonder if this will be noticeably better than the original OnePlus. I, you know, I would love I would love to see this pick up and actually have. I guess the only way I can see this working and becoming really a relevant platform is if is if is if the people behind this end up getting some actual leverage in the Android ecosystem and could maybe even push Google to do things. And I don't know. That would be. I mean, if they got big enough, if they got popular enough, if, like, other vendors wanted to pick up their image, which I don't think could happen, but it, maybe then they would, maybe then they could advocate for Google to push some of, the thing, some of these features that they've been doing back into ASOP instead of into proprietary applications. That way people would get that stuff that aren't even using the Google Play devices. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it what, but that it, in the meantime, it looks like they've built a really nice iPhone 6 looking device that has customizable backs, which... Yeah, that's not bad. And the fingerprint reader is in the thumb, which is nice. I'm really curious. To see, I, I, you know what? We'll see. We'll see. So it looks like here's the final. Here's the final bit on this before we move on. The One Plus Two, six. The One Plus Two, <laughs> the One Plus Two, sixty-four gigabyte will cost three eighty-nine. The One Plus Two, sixteen gigabyte, three twenty-nine. Wow. <laughs> well, the sixty-four gigabyte seems like a slam dunk in that price lineup. Uh, release dates are August 11th in the U.S. and EU, and the 16-gigabyte version will be available late after that. So the 64-gig version will ship first. Wow, interesting. So 389 available August 11th with an invite. Mumble Room, any closing thoughts before we move on? No? Rikai in the chat room says that he thinks the niche is high-end quality unlocked international phone. I agree. And if they, if they nail the quality bit on this one, See, I just didn't buy it on the last one. And I, I, I only got to play with two of them, and both of them, I just didn't buy it. And I, I get picky about stuff that other people don't, although <clears throat> I actually don't think that's true. I think sales numbers bear out my opinions of which ones are better quality or not, too. Uh, so if they get that here, they could really have it. Maybe that's the fingerprint reader on the back. That might be the fingerprint reader on the back there. Um, 389, it's, it's just in that... Almost too expensive to experiment with range, but we'll see. Love to hear anybody's opinion on that. TechTalkToday.reddit.com. And any resources or information you have, you can submit there, too. We'll see what the community says. TechTalkToday.reddit.com. So I just mentioned uh, Moto. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> get some Moto X Style, everybody. You can get the Moto X Style, now known as the Pure Edition in the U.S. It's sold directly to consumers with both Moto X smartphones. It's going to cost less than other platforms. So Motorola is trying to spice things up with the Moto X Style and the Moto X Pure Edition. And there's also going to unveil the Moto Play. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Lenovo acquired Motorola from Google in October. So these are, I guess, in a way, Lenovo phones. The Moto X Style comes with a 5.7-inch quad high-definition display. Uh, 34% battery can be charged in just 15 minutes. That's actually not a bad feature. Hmm. It's going to have a 21-megapixel rear shooter camera, a 5-megapixel front-facing selfie camera is what they label it as. They say it's the best phone we have ever built. They're going to sell the Moto X Pure Edition in the U.S. directly to consumers on their own website and through retailers like Amazon instead of going through carriers. I wonder how that's going to do for them. Now, the Moto X Play, this is the uh, sportier phone. It's going to have a 3,600 milliamp battery. They say it'll last two days on a single charge. Eight hours, 
in just 15 minutes of charging. You can get eight hours of battery in just 15 minutes of charging. That's badass. 21 megapixel rear shooter as well, 5 megapixel fancy, uh, or selfie, and a 5.5 inch screen. It'll be available in August, and it's going to go for $300. So that's almost 90 bucks less than the OnePlus. And these are, you know, regular Android. They're also going to have the Moto G, $180 without contract. That's a 4G LTE phone with a 13 megapixel camera and a 5 megapixel forward-facing camera. And you can do, you can customize, you can get a customized version of the Moto G on their website. Oh, they've got a, they've got a, uh, they've got a video for us, guys. They've, oh, you know how I am. (laughs) You know how I am. I love me some video productions. Let's check it out. Ooh, it's got colors, guys. It's got colors. Still helps just colors. It's just colors. It's just flashing colors. Are you kidding me? This is their video? This is a joke. It is an hour long of this? What the hell? Is this some kind of joke? Holy sh... This is an hour long of... Here, I'm going to jump to 50, 50, 49 minutes into the clip. This is 49 minutes into the clip. Right here. 49 minutes. Photo X's to choose from at oh. an incredible price. Oh. Okay. So but we're just, not done yet. Oh. I'm going to hand things off to Steve Sinclair back I see. in Sao Paulo I to see. tell you about... Our- so it is actually uh, supposed to be something, but in, in, the video is just screwed up and it's flashing color. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought Motorola was trolling me so hard right there. <laughs> Seize the day. <laughs> Motorola seizes the day. Uh, Mumble Room, any thought on these Moto phones? Do they seem like a more compelling option than the OnePlus to you guys? Uh, with the external car slot that I just read it has? Yes, yes, yes it, it does. does. Yes, right. I so, should have mentioned that. Also, the Moto G can be waterproof. That's kind of cool, right? That would be kind of cool. Now, if it had like if it had the dual SIM thing, it would just be totally better than the, the other one you just we're talking about yeah the dual sim thing is nice isn't it all right so uh last mobile story and then we're going to wrap up i'll just mention this really quickly microsoft is uh getting ready to launch arrow launcher for android and uh, the apk beta has leaked online and if you're curious what microsoft's launcher for android might look like man that looks kind of clean um well you can go check it out at microsoft-news.com or just check the link in the show notes a Microsoft launcher for your Android phone coming at you. Now, here's something we saw coming. If you listen to this show, you heard this prediction. But now we have a smoking gun over at TechDirt.com. MPAA emails reveal a plan to run anti-Google smear campaigns via the Today Show and the Wall Street Journal. This is rich because it, it, it gives us a it's – like it's like a seven-layer dip of a story here. Uh, at the top layer, you got the, the tasty cheese. And the tasty cheese is that the MPAA just got caught trying to launch a smear campaign. But I think what's interesting is the uh, kind of disgusting beans down at the bottom that maybe the dip's like two days old and so like liquid has sunk down to the beans. And it's just like the most disgusting refried beans. That's the Wall Street Journal and Today Show. How come, how come it's just accepted that uh, – a huge organization like the MPAA just buys coverage. They, they're just buying coverage in journalism. They just we're just gonna we're just gonna buy the Wall Street Journal and and we're just gonna have them run the smear campaign for us. And we're just gonna buy space on because Matt Lyer whatever on the Today Show says it. Then the, the people are just gonna buy it. This is the problem we have by trusting these information gateway institutions like the Wall Street Journal and the Today Show. Is they're absolutely corrupt. They're absolutely corrupt. But, but because we give them such legitimacy, the MPAA could have had a strategy here simply by buying these organizations and having them tell you, having them tell it to you. 
That's all it takes. That's really what this story reveals to me. And, no surprise, they wanted to run an anti-Google campaign. Who doesn't? This is what I've been saying. Is Apple's, gonna re- Apple's already beating the drum from the privacy standpoint. Tim Cook's been nailing it. In some of those speeches, you know, he's been nailing it. And they got to the market first with encryption on iOS. <clears throat> How, how's your uh, lollipop encryption doing that Google said they'd have on by default? How's that doing? Oh, it's not on, is it? No. No, I mean, they just keep blowing it, right? Tim Cook's out there giving speeches at universities. Who, who knows if he means it, right? But they're getting the messaging, and they're leading that drum. MPA's out here. They're running an anti-smear campaign because they think Google's like the search engine for piracy. So they're out there running this. And, of course, uh, the Wall Street Journal hates Google because it's owned by Rupert Murdoch. This is just and Rupert Murdoch hates Google because he thinks Google News is stealing content from them. It's just brilliant, right? So these people, they're not even necessarily going to have to work together, but they're going, to be, they're going to be tugging on all these different notes about Google. And behind the scenes, it's a coordinated effort. And what it really shows us is how bought and paid for Western journalism is, in my opinion. I think that's the bigger story there. Mumble Room, any thoughts before we move on to a quick, interesting uh, hardware purchase this week? One. Um, it. Really, people should pretty much just stop watching movies and seriously just protest this by not going to the movies, not enjoying entertainment. Go, go to YouTube. Never gonna YouTube happen. is so much better. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. It, it, no. it really just it just really shows how our celebrity obsessed culture in the U.S. is so deconstructive towards anything when it comes to like like politics or you know people just don't care they're they're just so tuned into something else like this that it doesn't even matter what goes on in politics and well it's just yeah. so sad yeah well and, and people don't realize too like how easily the, the media can be manipulated so you never really quite can trust what they're telling you um and of course if they hear things you think you want to hear then you're more likely to believe it uh all right so let's talk about the ouya that was uh whew. That was the, that was a star that rose and then fell. It was a massive Kickstarter. I got one, and uh, then plugged it in once, played with it for a little bit, and realized it wasn't going to go anywhere, and never hooked it back up again. So Razer, the people who make some of those great keyboards and Mies and uh, other things, uh, have uh, a lot of things actually. Uh, have acquired Ouya's assets, including its content catalog, on to- online retail space, and platform, and other things. Not so much on the employees. I'm not so sure. Uh, some of them have. I think some people are joining the software team at Razer, but I'm not sure how many people are. That is, uh, there you go. That's the end of the Ouya story. Purchased by Razer. And people had hoped, you know, we'd hoped that this would be a great platform for indie developers to get their games out in front of regular folks using a really cheap Android console that would be cheap enough to replace, maybe like on a yearly basis. Now, this next story i got to leave to you to read. First of all, I don't want to blow your mind if you're listening this, this early in the day. This will wreck your head for the rest of the day. At the end of the day, though, when you're ready to have some crazy dreams, you may have already heard about this story. This is unbelievable. Um, so you've got to go read it for yourself because I'm going to butcher this. But scientists have confirmed the impossible EM drive propulsion system. And uh, this, is, uh, this is yesterday a group of scientists came out and said that they have verified a claim by NASA. And I'm, I might be getting some of this wrong because I'm so excited. It just the whole thing melted my head after I read this. They say they have 
uh, presented new uh, data that confirms experimental, experimental results of the impossible EM drive at the American Institute for Aeronautics and Astronautics Propulsions and Energy Forum in Orlando. The presentation is titled Direct Thrust Measurements of an EM Drive and Evaluation of Possible Side Effects. Now, what is an EM drive? An EM drive is a drive that somehow folds its particle, the particles it emits into quantum space. Into, okay, okay, I'll just read. I'll just read. Okay, you ready? Because this is unbelievable because it, it, it doesn't need fuel. It creates its own fuel from space. Get this? Okay. Uh, so what, they, what scientists propose is that the EM drive's thrust is due to virtual particles in the quantum vacuum that behave like propellant ions in magnetohydrodynamic propulsion systems, extracting fuel from the very fabric of space-time and eliminating the need to carry propellant. How about that? That is pretty awesome. Uh, they say this opens the door possibly to all kinds of things because there's side effects uh, in the space around the drive. When scientists shot a laser light beam through the area of space immediately around the drive, the laser beam slowed down. They slowed down the laser beam, and they think they also have a way. Are you ready for this? They suspect, although they have not verified it, they have not reproduced it, and it is a very fringe theory. But because they've been able to slow down the laser beam, they suspect they may know how to speed up the laser beam. Which means it may be possible to create transmission systems that are faster than the speed of light, if that is possible. Now, that would be hundreds of years down the road, but that is unbelievable. And the fact that this drive extracts its fuel from the fabric of space-time itself... Well, that makes oil look like last year's news, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. Uh, we are going to be ripping space up. I can't wait to see what how well we won't be around for, but future generations, whoo, yeah. So anyways, if you want to go melt your head, uh, you can read the rest of that. I'll have that linked in the show notes. I just wanted to grab the highlights to pique your interest if you're curious. Uh, if I wanted to go over to the Patreon page and blow my mind, that's what I would do. Patreon.com slash today. 565 of you are supporting the Jupiter Broadcasting Network. And I really do appreciate it. You know, as we grow and get more and more busy, I really have to walk the line of trying to continue to give you guys who support us over there something as a little thank you, a little exclusive stuff. And as we get nuts and busy, that's harder and harder these days. That's my new challenge. But I really do thank everybody over at Patreon.com slash today who are supporting us. There's probably going to be uh, eventually some, t- some tie-in to Lass with this Patreon page as well, as uh, Lass is <clears throat> rounding out its ninth year. Well, it's in its ninth year, and will be hitting its tenth year. Uh, there's probably going to be some announcements around in on all of that, and some of it might be structured in this. And uh, those of you who are already there are going to probably get the most information directly behind the scenes as <clears throat> before we make it generally available. Patreon.com slash today. I'm not saying everything, but from time to time there's going to be certain things that we're going to turn to our most trusted user base, and those are the people who are supporting us and keeping us on the air. And uh, that's going to be people who support us at patreon.com slash today. Those over there are raising funds for all of the shows, all of the things we want to do in the future, helping build a platform for hopefully bringing somebody on. I like the idea is if we get somebody in studio working full-time or even part-time, I really want their wages paid by the community instead of by an advertiser because in that, what that does is that creates sort of unbreakable bonds there because if I want to let that advertiser go, then I have to let that employee go. And that's not, that's not a comfortable spot to be in. If it is a general fund raised by the community, that, that, is, that is a much better position to be dependent on because then we're just dependent on our, our audience and that just means we have to keep doing a good job, right? And we just have to keep doing what they want. That makes me a lot more comfortable. Patreon.com slash today. Help us do that. Uh, we're not there yet. I'm not sure what it's going to take. I'll have to really do the numbers. But I, the main reason 
the main reason I want to do it is I want to see the main reason why I'm asking you to go there is I want to see if it's possible to see if this is something we can actually push for and get to. And uh, if I feel like it is, and I will double down and get serious about this. Patreon.com slash today. We're also going to have a bunch of other interesting things coming in the future that uh, we'll definitely want your insights on. Thank you, everybody, who has been supporting us, too. And I hope you enjoyed the OSCON coverage. A lot of that made possible by you guys. And I got to say, it was our best OSCON trip yet. Even though I did get a major bug, still a really, really great trip. It was awesome. Patreon.com slash today. Thanks to all of you. So the Tech Talk Today show is back this week. Should be, unless anything uh, comes up. I I don't ever really know for sure because it is a day-to-day show. But go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar to find out if there's any changes. And join me live, jblive.tv. I do it at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. I think. Boy, it's been so long I can't even remember. And techtalktoday.reddit.com is where you go to make this show better. Get a story in front of us, some feedback, a Kickstarter that we should feature later this week. I'd love it. techtalktoday.reddit.com. And there was also that mumble room. Hey, mumble room, thanks for being here, guys. Come back tomorrow, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I bet. Let's see. Let's see. I'm memorizing all of them right now. Boom. I will know. I will come find you. I will come to your work, and I will put a microphone in your face. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, Okay, so now we're going to wrap up techtalktoday.reddit.com, and I'll leave you with an end-of-show clip, which kind of hits me in my soft spot because I think this is what got to me. I think think this ad worked on me back in the day. See you back here tomorrow, everybody. Thanks for joining me. What if you could push a button and reset the entire video game industry? With over 600 games free to try, there's something for everyone. Shooters, adventure, retro, even frog flinging, all made for one reason only, and that's to be played. Booyah. Over 600 games. Free to try. Just 99 bucks. Buy now at Ooyah.tv. It's Tuesday morning, and after two weeks of No Tech Talk today, I return to the studio, ready to record my first episode. So let's test our audio interface. Hello, welcome to Skype call testing service. Thank you. After the beep, please record a message. Afterwards, your message will be played back to you. Uh, Hello there, Skype call testing lady. Now look, I am calling to tell you that you proprietary software vendors are locking us in there, and I don't care about your profits. What happens to you is not sufficiently important to justify the Uh, reward Hello there, Skype call testing lady. Now look, I am calling to tell you that you proprietary software vendors are locking us in there, and I don't care about your profits. What happens to you is not sufficiently... If you are able to hear your yeah. own voice, okay. then you have configured Skype correctly. Thank you. If you hear this message, but not your own voice, mm-hmm. then something is wrong with your audio recording settings. Please check your microphone and mm-hmm. microphone settings or visit Skype.com okay. for more help. Thank well, you for using the Skype call <clears> testing <throat> service. Goodbye. Well, I guess we're good to go. I think that sounded just fine, didn't it? Let's get this show on the road. Nothing to worry about there.